Welcome to Inspire Her Health, your podcast for all things her. We are a one-stop shop dedicated to inspiring you to live your best by providing the latest tips, tricks, and stories from leading experts in the industry. Our mission is to bring women just like you together in an inspiring community to enhance your mind, body, and life in the healthiest way possible. Welcome, sister. You're in the right place. This is where you belong. So let's begin. This episode is brought to you by our favorite superfood company, Energy Bits. Energy Bits are tiny nutrition tablets that contain spirulina and chlorella algae. These algae tablets are safe, pure, and packed with over 40 micronutrients and plenty of protein. These fast, easy, convenient raw tablets can be swallowed, chewed, added to smoothies, salads, trail mix, or other healthy snacks. Now, not all algae is created high quality, but at Inspire Her Health, we trust and stand behind Energy Bits tablets because they are the only algae brand sold, endorsed, trusted, and used by doctors, nutritionists, and wellness professionals nationwide. They are also endorsed by over 50 Olympic athletes and professional athletes. So whether you're an athlete yourself, a mom like me, working professional, wellness buff, or somebody in between, these superfood tablets are sure to help improve your immune system, energy, focus, hunger, beauty, nutrition, and overall health. Visit Energy Bits website to learn more and order your LG superfood tablets today. Go to www.energybits.com and use the promo code INSPIREHEALTH for 20% off. Once again, go to www.energybits.com and use the promo code INSPIREHEALTH for 20% off your order of these amazing algae superfood tablets. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Inspire Her Health podcast. I'm Christina Cole, your host, CEO, and founder of Inspire Her Health. Now, today's episode, I have to say, OMG, it is one of the most inspiring, motivational, and uplifting episodes I have done so far on this podcast. And our special guest, her name is Fatima Brown. She is a transformational speaker, holistic health and wellness life coach, and a stage four lung cancer survivor. Now, her story is unbelievable. She was diagnosed in 2018 with stage four lung cancer. And for those of you who don't know, that is literally a death sentence for the majority of people out there. Now, Fatima, I'm not going to get into details because her story of transformation uh, is just incredible and her survival and her mental fortitude, all these things. I am not going to give any of it away because I cannot do her story justice. Uh, She has the most powerful and inspirational energy I think I've had on the show so far. She is somebody that is now driven due to the fact that she survived stage four cancer and now she is driven to help others uh, take charge of their life if they're going through chronic disease, cancer, anything like that, she has made it her mission now to give back to the world and teach people how to really take care of their bodies, how to um, get a mental fortitude that's strong and durable, and how to really just survive through anything that life throws at you. Now, she is now the founder and owner of a company called Iwala, and they specialize in holistic, vegan, uh, non-chemical, toxic-free supplements and herbs. And they also uh, have a life coaching program that helps people uh, push through any kind of ailments in their life, chronic illness, and such. So, This is one of those episodes. Now it's all around her cancer surviving story, but it's honestly one of those episodes that 
anybody, I would say anybody can benefit from listening or do. I am not going to do this episode justice by talking. So why don't we listen to Fatima Brown and her incredible cancer surviving and transformation story? Here she is. So welcome Fatima to the show. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and sharing your energy work and time with us. How are you doing? Hi, I'm fine. Thank you very much for having me here. I really appreciate you having me here today. You know, I am so excited about our conversation. For the audience, if you guys are in for a real treat, um, Fatima has an amazing story, a transformation and healing story through, through her journey through uh, cancer. And so we're going to start today with just talking a little bit about that journey and what it looked like for you. Um, she did some things in her, she changed some things with her lifestyle and diet and, and that really transformed her health. And that's why she's sitting here with us today and able to talk to us. So I really would just love to turn the floor over to her and let her tell us the story. Um, so my first question, hun, so we can get this going is, when were you diagnosed with your cancer? What type of cancer was it? And how did you find out that you had cancer when you went through that? Okay, so um, I was diagnosed on May 28th of 2018. Um, I was, I was a um, medical assistant at the time, workaholic. You know, when you're working so much, you, know, you, you get a cold, you, you push it away. So you're like, oh, it's going to go away, and you keep working. <laughs> and my um, fiancé at the time was telling me that, you know, you are coughing. This cough is not going away, and you're just saying it's a cold. Don't you think you should pay attention to it? I brushed that away. I left it alone, kept on going to work every day. The cough got worse um, until one day I saw a string of blood on the cough. And I saw it for the first time and I paid it no attention. I said, oh, it's probably just a really, really bad cold. I, I let it go on. And then finally, after a couple of weeks, a couple of months or two, my husband was talking to me again and my mother was on the phone and she heard me coughing. And she said to me, are you you're still coughing? You've had this cold for over a month. Um, long story short, she tells me to go to the hospital. I told her I was gonna go, I was not gonna go. You know how that goes. <laughs> And then she calls my sister to speak to me. So I speak to my sister. My sister begged me to go. And she said, even if it's just a cold, it's a really bad cold. You're going to get antibiotics for it and you'll be fine. So I went there. Um, I waited in emergency for about an hour or two. And then I finally went in. And the doctor said, oh, you just have a cold. Don't worry. Just, just take x-ray of your chest. Make sure you're okay. Ten minutes later, he comes back and says, you cannot go home. I said, why? <laughs> He says, because you have over a gallon of water in your lungs, which is pneumonia, and you cannot go. If you were an older person, you would be dropped, you would drop dead already. And I said, oh my God. So I stopped. So we went up for a couple of weeks. They did some testing, didn't find anything. They kept on testing, kept on testing. Then they, pulled, they took the water out of my lungs and tested it, and they found out that it was lung cancer. Um, the doctor said, we're going to put you right into chemo immediately. Let's get this started. I said, wait, let me get a second opinion before I get into chemo, and then we can get that going. Went to Memorial Sloan Kettering. They did everything. They did the testing. They said, yes, it's lung cancer. I was so afraid. <laughs> I thought about every possible thing that could have happened. I thought about how did I live my life? What did I do prior to that? From the moment to when they told me that I had lung cancer, stage four, <laughs> to previous those years I thought of my life and I said what have I done with my life where did I go wrong what decisions did I make you know to be in this place did I live eat right did I did I take care of my body right what were the things I was doing and the funny part is at that time I was actually a vegetarian I already cut off meat completely I was eating just fish occasionally and other things occasionally because prior to that I had endometriosis and it was really bad and I had to change my diet. But after I found out I had cancer, I started to cry. I was in the hospital, I started crying, crying. The nurse, said, the nurse came in and asked me, what's wrong? And I said, oh, I just got diagnosed with lung cancer. And I was crying because she took my blood pressure and it was so high. And she told me a story about her family members who has died just from 
worrying and just from stress alone. And she said, if you want to beat this in, stress will not solve it. She said stress, the reason why people die when they first get diagnosed with cancer is because they get so stressed out about it that that stress weakens their body and then now they die like in a week or two before, prior to before they knew about it. And she said, I'll give you some time, 10 minutes, sit there. Just sit there 10 minutes, think about everything. I'll come back and check your blood pressure again. I pondered upon what she said over and over and over and over again. And I said to myself, what do I want to do? Do I want to sit here and feel sorry for myself or do I want to find solutions to my problem whatever way I can? And once I started to say, I'm not feeling sorry for myself anymore. It's not why me, it's what can I do? How can I improve this situation? Me sitting here and feeling sorry for myself is not going to solve the problem. I eliminate stress immediately. I blocked out anything that would cause stress in my mind, blocked it out. And I started to go online and do my research and started to study and look for things and ways that can help. And at that time, it was do or die. Either I try or I don't. Th that was it for me. So I took my chances and here I am. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. Like that gives me chills just listening to your story and you're so passionate about it. Like it's just so amazing. This is, these stories need to be heard more often. You hear the other side of people giving up or dying and you don't hear of these, these stories where people push through and really take charge. And that's quite amazing that that nurse, it was like, she was like, that was a pivotal moment in yeah. your healing. She was like yeah. placed there for you to be she able to like great. change. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. totally. I totally, when you were telling that story, I'm just like, oh my goodness. Absolutely. And you know, finally, you were, you were talking and I just got a, a question. You know, you were saying that you were looking back into your past to see if you had done anything that would have contributed to you getting lung cancer. I mean, that is, when you think of lung cancer, you think of people who are smoking. Smokers. Yeah, yeah, bad habits, you know, maybe it runs in their family. Was any of those things, like, did you do any of those things, anything that you could think of that could have contributed to it? Like, what do you think? Um, so my doctor, the first thing he asked me was, do you smoke? I said, no, I don't smoke. He says, are you around anybody who smoke? I said, no, I don't have any friends who smoke um, cigarettes or anything. He said, okay, so he said, I said, does it run in a family? Because my mother prior before years had cancer and 10 years, 15 years ago, my father also had cancer. So I know sometimes when it runs in the DNA and the family, anybody can, in a family can get it. So he said, lung cancer is not something that's transferable. Mm -hmm. Anything else, but not lung cancer. So he's like, it happens, but it's very, it's like once in a lifetime thing. It's very rare, but it happens. And I was, we were trying, I was trying to figure out, okay, what, you know, what did I do last year? How did I live last year? The only thing I know that could have been a part of it is stress, which is why I'm so into well, your well-being, because health is beyond just my physical body, my well-being. Your mind is your health as well. So if you're stressing all the time with your mind, that puts that stress into your body. You're speaking to yourself indirectly. And your cells become, they start to take, take into what you're saying. And then they get stressed out and your body becomes weaker. And now free radicals are able to take in and do whatever it is they, they want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, you hear that often. You hear of people just like yourself who are from the outside healthy. You know, that you, check out, you, check, you checked off all the markers, right? Great diet. You probably were looking after yourself. But the one common denominator I hear a lot of when people get sick and chronic illness is stress. And I think that, you know, by you saying that and really hitting home, even people who are listening to that right now, you know, we're going through such a stressful time in our, in our lives, given the global pandemic and all these other things, these movements that are going on in the world. And yeah, it's so important to take care of that. Like, I mean, wow, that is, that is something your mental well being is almost more important than your physical for sure. Yeah, I agree. Now, what sort of treatment, did you receive in the beginning? I know you're talking about chemo. Talk it like walk us through that a little bit. And what was that like for you going through something like that? Okay, so um, the treatment I went through was oral chemo. It's a different form of chemo. Instead of IV chemo, it's a pill that you put in, you pop in. It's a certain amount of dosage. It's just almost as strong, but pretty strong. And the thing about lung cancer is a disease that is not curable. 
So when you have lung cancer, majority of the time, they tell you have a certain span of time to live. And even if they don't tell you, most of the time people don't make it. So at that time I was fasting. I started fasting because I did my research on the health and I was, I was just like a crackhead or somebody on crack. That's how <laughs> desperate I, I was. Imagine it's your life. You're about to lose it. So you're in a place where you're emotion. You're trying to figure out what works, what works. I'm on a time span right now. So I'm, I did some, we did some research and we found out so much information of fasting and the alkaline diet in your body being in an alkaline state. And at that time, my doctor finally called me and said, you know, we're going to put you on oral chemo and uh, we're going to see how your body takes into that. He said that he, I told him a little about my diet. I told him at the time I was fasting. I wasn't eating anything at all. I was juicing more every two hours every day. And I was taking herbal supplements and I was doing everything from scratch. So I knew what was going into my thing because I learned so much about diet. And I started to um, take the oral chemo and I started to do those things as well. And as I did those things, my body was still weak. They decided to put a catheter in me and to drain out the water from my lungs since my the water kept on coming back over and over again like if they drain it today in two days it'll fill back up and they would have to drain it again so they put a catheter in me and a nurse had to come to the house every day to drain the catheter so they're doing that i'm eating right i'm not eating at all because i found out that fasting when you don't eat after a certain amount of hours your cells begin to clean itself your body goes into a state called ketosis which is a different form of energy and cancer sugar feeds off of cancer so if you have sugar in your body cancer your cancer will grow so fast but once you eliminate the sugar the cancer will start to after a while will start to get weaker and weaker and die off and if, if you don't eat at all and you just juice the cancer will begin to eat itself because now they have no form of anything to gain energy so they die out so I was not eating. <laughs> I was nervous. I was scared. I was angry. I was everything all together. And I had such a great support team from my husband now to my sisters and my mother. Everybody was there every step of the way. And I was so blessed. And I, I, I juiced and I just let the universe do what it must do and did my part. And I waited and I, I focused on positive thinking I was able to move around, thank goodness, because my diet was so, the way my diet was, it gave me the energy to move around. That I thought, I said, you know what? I'm gonna not take my mind off of this and just go to finish my degree because I had one more course to go that I never finished. And I said, I'm not gonna, I was scared. And I said, I'm not gonna think about what bad can happen. I'm gonna focus on the good that I can do and do what I'm able to do. I was scared of shit. <laughs> and I said, I'm not, I said, what makes people survivors? What makes people succeed is not that they're not afraid. It is the fact that they move forward regardless of what. They see the fear and they say, you know what? I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyways. And they take that brave step and they see what's on the other side. And sometimes it just happened to be a miracle. So I took the step. I went back to school. I got my degree. It's funny because all those years I was in school, I got, I was a B plus. But when I went back to school this time, I was an A plus. I got my degree as number one of the students in school, but beating cancer, fighting cancer. And I said, I'm going forward. I'm going to live my dreams. I'm not going to think about anything negative and I'm going to focus on the things that I must do. And I was dedicated and I, and I fought and I fought and I fought and I'm here today. And every day I fight. Every day I, try, I eat healthy. Every day I train my mind. Every day I try to be good to people around me because I understand what pain and fight, I understand what it feels like. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness. What a story. Honestly, like this is something, Fatima, this is something that I wish everybody could hear. Like you have... Just listening to you, you have a, a warrior mentality. You really do. And I, I, see, I see your passion. I feel your passion. And honestly, that's like, you know, aside from the diet and all that stuff, I think your, your mental fortitude is what's keeping you here. It's what's have, where, this is why you're here today. 
is because you have that mental fortitude. Being able to go to school during all this, like most people will just shut their whole life down. And I couldn't do it. I, that's I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> amazing. Oh my goodness. Like if there's somebody out there that people need to look up to, it's definitely you. Like, holy girl. <laughs> You're giving me like shivers. It was hard. It was hard. And it's hard every day. But you, that mind, the, the thing about it, when that lady spoke to me, she changed my life. Mm -hmm. She, her saying those words, she implanted a seed in me. And I thought about everything she said. I cannot forget what she said. And she said, your mindset is 50% the fight of anything. First train your mind. Once you train your mind, you're halfway there. And I focused on my mind. I focused on being happy. I focused on being positive. Any negative energy I took away from me. I focused solely on what I wanted to do and what I wanted to do after I beat this. And that's all I focused on. And I never left my eyes from that till today. Good for you. Oh, my goodness. Now, what are some of the things you did to... to to really try to get your mind off the fear, because obviously going through something like you didn't, I, I mean, I can't even, I can't even begin to imagine the fear that you were going through, but what kind of steps did you take and what sort of things did you do daily to help just kind of ease your mind and ease that stress? What did you do for yourself? Um, back then, I guess, because I, I, you know, our body goes every time we're set with a situation, our body has two ways to handle situation, either fight or flight. And at that moment, honestly speaking, I can't even tell you what I meant. I just knew that if I thought anything negative, that can add to stress in my body and that can make my situation worse. And because I knew how important my mind was for my healing, I just, I just shut things off. I know it's not, it's weird to say, but I don't know. I just, in my mind, I just shut it off. I just say, you know what? I'm not thinking about that. I just shut it off and focused on, because if we're focusing on something, right? If we don't focus on that, our attention is on something else. So in order for us to think about that thing, we have to be not focusing on anything at all. Mm -hmm. So every time my attention went into something, I just shifted my attention into something else. So it's like, if you're going through anxiety, for example, I try to tell my clients this, to practice this. Let's say I'm going, you're going on a stage or you're going to a meeting and you're nervous and you're like, oh my, what are you nervous about? The nerve, the reason why you're nervous is because you think that things might go wrong. What if I say something wrong? What if I do this wrong? But if you shift your mentality from what if I do something wrong to I'm going to do something. I'm, I think this is going to be right. We're going to, we're going to get this right. You're, you can't think about what you're doing wrong because your mind can only think about one thing at a time. So that's basically what I did. I used that tactic that if I'm thinking, if I start to think about, oh my God, I'm going to die or something like that, I'm going to think about, no, I'm not going to die. I'm going to live and I'm going to live and I'm going to do it gracefully and enjoy the process of it. And then after I think like that, I'm going to start focusing those attentions to how can I live? What can I do to live? What can I do to carry on those attentions that I just put forth to say that I'm going to live? And that's what I did. I don't know if that explained it. Oh, it totally does. <laughs> I'm like, that is, you know, I like how you said, you know, you just, you change your focus. Like that's so important. I think a lot of people, when they go through stressful times or they're thinking negative thoughts, they just kind of they try to almost push that negative thought out of their mind, but they don't give their, their, their mind something else to focus on that's positive. So I love how you had that analogy that like you have to shut this part out, the negative on this one, you know, this shut the door on this side, but open the door over here to something more positive to think about. Right. Yes. And focus. That's so only, important. Cause you only have, you can only think about one thing at a time. Yeah. Which is great. Cause if we can, if we couldn't, Lord knows, I'll be thinking about a million things. <laughs> we would never get anything done because we no, would be thinking about everything, no. right? <laughs> oh my goodness! Exactly. So you know, you were talking about going through chemo, and I, you know, I hear from other people. I've had people in my family that have had cancer, and friends have had cancer, gone through chemo, and they said that chemo was horrible, like the side effects. Now, how was the side effects for you? Did you notice that you were getting those horrible side effects? So, like? yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> so the side effects of the chemo was nauseous, um, feeling dizzy, sleepy and blurry, swollen ankles, um, maybe um, inflamed kidney. I didn't feel any of that because of my diet. I was moving around normally. And as I went to campus and this lady had a breast cancer thing and I was like, oh, I'm fighting lung cancer. She looks at me like I'm crazy, and she says, you're fighting lung cancer? Well, how are you here? So I spoke to her, and I just 
um, I didn't have any symptoms. I'm not going to lie to you. So I went to the doctor weekly, um, every month or two to do the um, CAT scan. The doctor said, how do you feel? How are you feeling? I said, I'm feeling fine. He said, are you weak? I said, no. Are you nauseous? I said, I didn't feel anything at all. And um, he said, okay, so that's great. And he said, he went to go back home. We did the same as we kept on going, as I kept on doing, staying sticking to my diet, keeping positive mindset, taking care of my body, taking extra care of my body. Because now I said, no, 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 no. I started looking good, doing my hair, make sure my nails are done. Yeah. You know, feeling sexy. <laughs> no, I was. Because I said to myself, sometimes we're ladies, you know, ladies like to feel beautiful. When you feel beautiful, you, when you look beautiful, you feel beautiful. So I said to myself, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure that I'm in a place where I'm in a positive mindset and I don't feel anything, especially why I had a catheter in me. So it was almost like it wasn't there, even if it was there because I wasn't paying attention to it. And I just made sure I took care of myself, extra care of myself, and just did anything I wanted to do and just try to live life the best way I can. And I carried it on and it worked for me daily, monthly, every time I went to my CAT scan, I said, I know I examined myself. I examined my behavior. What did I eat? What did I do? How was my mind? And all those things, once I checked them off, I wasn't nervous. So when I went to the doctor, I said, you know what? I did everything I had to do. Let's see what the doctor has to say. And that's how I carried it on. Now, that I love how you said you still put effort into the way you look. That is so important for women to do that. That is, and how you're nurturing yourself, you know, you're really nurturing your body and honoring your body when you do stuff like that, for sure. Now question I had just thought of you, you were going to your doctor for periodic um, visits and checkups. Did he know your diet? Did he know what you were doing, your lifestyle changes? And what did he think about that? So at first when he met, when I met him, when I first got diagnosed, I already started fasting. So I was like from 125, I went to like 99 pounds. So my ribs were showing and I looked horrible. <laughs> and he said to me, we were speaking that was, and he was talking to me and he was like, Oh, how's your diet? How do you feel? And I was like, Oh, I don't, I feel okay. Um, I'm trying to take it one day at a time. I said, I'm not eating anything at all. He looked at me like I was crazy. And he said, try to eat as anything you can. You know, if you're going to go through chemo too, you want to eat and keep vitamins and nutrients in your body so that you, you have a little fat. So that, and I said, okay, I believed in what I was doing. So I did not, I didn't change anything because it was working for me at the time. And I trusted and I decided to trust my gut. And I went with my gut and my gut said, keep going. So that's what I did. Good for you. And that's such a, you know, trusting your gut and your intuition. And I think when you go through something so traumatic like you did, did you notice that your intuition was a bit more spiked? Was it a little bit more yeah. heightened? Because yes. you're in that survival mode, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was like, it was just there. And it's just, you know, prior to that, I was learning about spirituality. And I was getting more into, because before that I was um, Christian. And I transitioned from Christianity into spirituality. And I was just getting more into becoming a more spiritual person, getting more in tune with my spiritual self. So it was so weird that at that time was when I was really learning about spirituality, which really took, which was what really helped me as well in the journey, in my journey, in my fight, because I just don't think if I knew about, if I didn't know about spirituality, I don't think that my mentality would be where it was because spirituality teaches us about our mind and how important our mind is in anything we do. So from learning that about spirituality, I was able to carry what I learned about it and just transition it into, you know, everything that was going on. Incredible. So I thank goodness for that too. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. You know, Phantom, I would love to, I know our listeners are probably thinking now first a few questions about your lifestyle. I really wanted to dive into your fasting. Now, were you fast like intermittent fasting or were you fasting like for long periods of time? Um, at that time, because I was in, a, I, I always tell people this because I was in a, such a bad state. Stage four is like the worst state you can be in. And even especially on cancer. So I had to be aggressive. So that's what I tell my clients. If you have cancer, you don't have time to lay back and slowly do it. Now, if you don't have cancer, or you don't have a severe disease that might take your life in a month or two, you can take your time and slowly get into it. But when you have something like that, you want to either stop eating completely, which is the fastest way to heal your body, or you want to start eating only raw food diet, mm -hmm. certain raw foods, not all raw foods and vegetables. 
some raw foods that are the foods that are high in alkalinity, foods that are high in pH balance, those foods are healing foods and they'll heal your body. So you want to fast in just those foods, no cooking anything, because when we cook, it takes away certain amount of percentages out of our food. Our, the nutrients, it, eats, it takes away the nutrients. So when you keep it raw, you get most nutrients in your body and you can digest all of that. Now, alkalinity. Now, I know you, for all the listeners out there that are listening, there, um, Fatima wrote an awesome article on the benefits of a, you know, a whole food diet, a healthy diet for preventing disease. And she does dive into the science of an alkaline diet in there. Um, but I just definitely want to pick your brain a little bit about the alkaline diet, because I know some of us probably know what it is and others don't. So what exactly does it mean to be alkaline and have an alkaline diet? Okay, so in order to understand alkalinity, we first have to understand that our body as humans is naturally alkaline. That's the natural state of our body. So if our body is alkaline, because that's the natural state of it, to keep it healthy, we have to keep it alkaline. But once we start eating certain foods that are, have no nutrients and no certain things in them, we, our body starts to go into acidic. So what, those foods are foods that are acidic by nature. And we put them in our body and our body becomes acidic. Now our bodies are prone to diseases, illnesses, and things like that because that's not the natural nature of our body. These foods are foods like kale, foods like cucumbers, even um, um, seasoning like cayenne pepper or bell pepper or things like that that we all know about. And just sticking to those foods that keep our body healthy, that's what helps us to prevent diseases or even help us reverse diseases. Mm -hmm. So even like if when my clients um, apply to a coaching session or something like that, I'm training them to teach them how to heal themselves. And they decide that even fasting that we speak about, there's so many ways to fast. It's not just one way or two ways to fast. I know when people think about fasting, they think about, oh my God, I can't eat for 10 days. <laughs> but it, <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I, it's not necessary that way. It depends on how aggressive your situation is. There's um, juice fast you can just juice all the time you know nothing there's water fast you can just drink fully water there's a raw food fast where you can eat only everything raw there's um fruits raw foods and vegetables fast so it's different ways you just have to know what your body needs and listen to your body and then move forward to that and that yeah for sure and you know now you were talking about like acidic versus alkaline and I have heard somewhere and read some literature on, um, cancer cells. They thrive in an acidic environment. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, they do. Um, they do um, thrive. The one thing about cancer, like I said about sugar is sugar is acidic. Mm -hmm. So not only do they thrive in an acidic environment, they thrive in, um, sugar environment. So when I say sugar, what I mean is rice is sugar. Bread, white bread is sugar. Anything starchy is sugar. Carbohydrate turns into glucose in your body and it's sugar, which is why I just stopped eating it at all. Because I said to myself, it's a whole lot of sugar here and I need to make sure I know the amount of sugar I'm taking in. So let's just cut it out and stop. <laughs> but yeah, so you have to know what sugar is. Because if you, a lot of times you see these labels of these things, and the sign, they may have a certain name, and that name means sugar, but you don't know that it means sugar because we don't know the scientific name for it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, um, when your body's alkaline, you're prone to diseases in general, any disease. When your body's acidic, I'm sorry, when your body's acidic, you're prone to any disease in general. So it just means um, your body needs to be cleaned out. It's, it's easy. It's not hard to get it cleaned out. Once you know what to do and what to eat, what intake to intake, you know what to... You know, it's just about watching your diet and how you're eating, taking care of your body and knowing what you're putting in. Yeah. And you know, it's so true. I mean, like, I love hearing this. This is like my, this is what I live for. This kind of, <laughs> these kind of Me talks, too. you know, like there's so much emphasis and I'm, I'm not, and please do not think I'm poo-pooing like, you know, allopathic medicine in any way, shape or form. I know it has its place. Yeah. But there isn't enough, and especially in our Western society, there isn't enough emphasis on lifestyle and diet and how important that is to prevent disease, reverse disease, and just for your overall health and well-being. There isn't enough emphasis on that. 
So having somebody like you who's gone through it and is here today to talk about it, like that is just something that we, we need to hear. It gives people the, the feeling that they are in control of their body. They're in control exactly. of their health. Exactly. Yeah. We are. We are in control of our health. I know that a long time ago, I used to say to myself, what if something happened to me? What am I going to do? <laughs> but as I got older, I said to myself, some things you have control over. So why not just take charge of the things that you have control over? Because if you take charge of the things that you have control over, by all means, let the things that you don't have control over, let it happen because you did your best. So yeah. that's how I look at it. I know I did my best. If I know I did my best, whatever happens after that, let the universe deal with it. I did my best. So you, uh, you, 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 take, you take charge. It's little things. Like thinking, being grateful and just for being up in the morning. You know, I, I really am, I'm very um, into the spirituality and I believe that when you're grateful for what you have, it multiplies, mm -hmm. you know? So I try to focus my energy on things that are positive, things that are high, have high vibration, because I know that the energy I put out is the energy that I'll get back. So I try to put out good energy, energy of kindness, energy of love. Because I know that those energy are the energy that I'm going to receive back either from the people around me or from the universe. So, and then just feeling the love and support that I have for my family and my friends really gave me a different point of view of life itself. Mm -hmm. it, really, it really made me really start realizing what matters in life and what doesn't. I guess anybody put in a situation like that, you start to rethink a lot of things and think about if you had a second chance, what would you do? And I thought about it and I said, I would live my dream. I love to serve people. I love, I'm a people person. You know, I, I love to help people. And if I can do it, this is my lifestyle. I live this life. Why can't I teach others suffering from the same problem how to do it themselves if they're willing just to learn? Why not? And that's how I got to where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And you know, you're at a place, it's, you're at a place now in your life where you can serve and the power that you have to serve is so strong because you've lived and come out the other side and your passion and your energy and your enthusiasm. I mean, that is enough to give people hope and give people a reason to really take charge. So, you know, Fado, I want to, I want to, there's a few questions I have left before we, 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 uh, close things up. But one of the things is what, can you tell our audience, what, what are your services like? Um, what do you, what do you do for, for, do you work primarily with women? Um, and where can they find you if they want to connect with you further off of this episode? Yes. Um, I'm the owner and founder of a company called Awela. It is a holistic health and wellness organization as well as a life coach company. I coach individuals who are of all walks of life. Some of them are sick and they wanna learn how to reverse their, their disease or just learn how to take care of their body and understand the difference between a regular diet or just a vegan diet or to go in more in depth into an alkaline diet. You know, my company pro provides products, all 100% alkaline products. Um, all natural. You don't have to worry about any contamination, nothing chemical, because I learned through my journey that I had to do everything from scratch because everything had some kind of chemical in it. Mm -hmm. So I take deep care of making sure that these products, because if you're like me, I have to make sure that what I take in is clean of anything. So I put those same knowledge that I have into creating these products for individuals who need them so that they know that they're cleaning out their body and turning it into alkaline. Um, to reach me, you can go to www.ewalalifecoach.com, E-W-L-L-A-L-I-F-E-C-O-A-C-H.com. You can um, email me at fatima.brown at ewalalifecoach.com. That is F-A-T-I-M-A dot B-R-O-W-N at Ewala, E-W-A-L-L, lifecoach.com. Um, I love to help individuals. I like to see the success, success stories. I like to see when someone comes out on the other side because I know what it's like to be afraid. When you get that news that hits you in your face and you're like, what am I going to do? <laughs> what am I going to do? And that fear is, that time of fear is when you earn, when you earnest that moment and take it into control and take control of your life. 
because you deserve every good thing. So, you know, cancer and these diseases are not the end of our lives. We just need to know how to channel that energy of fear into strength and learn what is necessary to do to get over what we're going through. And it's an everyday struggle. It's an everyday journey. But look at it like a lesson. If, you, if we look at the, the perspective of anything, everything that we go through in a different perspective, we will learn so much from it. And I just felt that the universe wanted to teach me something. And I took E to listen. And as long as I listen daily, I should be fine. Oh, amen. Oh my goodness. You know, and for all the listeners that are listening, um, I will have uh, the links to all of uh, your your uh, webpage and your social media platform. And I think you have a YouTube channel as well, don't you? I do. Actually, yeah. I have an Instagram, um, Facebook, I have Twitter, and I have a YouTube channel as well. It's um, called Iwela. You can put Fatima and just put Iwela. You'll see all my YouTube videos. I talk about the alkaline diet, I make some recipes, some of the videos about recipes. I do have a product video that talks about all the products that we offer here at Oela and how we can help you. I have um, all my history of last year, um, recap of last year, what we did as it, with Oela and till now. So um, tune in, contact me. I just came up out with a detox package, especially with what's going on with COVID-19. Because I came, we came out with a um, covert pack that people were really grateful for. And we just came out with a detox pack as well, which individual is really running out. People are buying it because right now, you know, we want to clean ourselves and a lot of us want to start over, which is really great. We want to, so it helps you to clean out your entire system and you can start back over by changing your diet and watching what you eat. But it just gives you that clean boost to clean it out. Sorry, my son is just upstairs. <laughs> he was screaming. So I will cut that part out. I, I, I put you on mute so you're so you talking didn't get blocked, but I had to tell him to stop. Okay, so I'm going to just do a pause because I want to make sure this is edited out. Awesome, awesome, guys. So make sure you go and check out her platforms. Like they are so inspirational. She does videos that are uplifting and just honestly her energy, if you wanna have more of it off of this episode, you need to go and check it out. Now I have two last questions for you. One of them being something that I'm just so dying to hear. Now when you, now you were seeing your doctor, right? Through all of this and when so did they finally you know you had your last visit and they said that you're cancer free what kind of reaction and like was there disbelief or what kind of things did they how did they feel when they saw your results so the thing about lung cancer like i said is the doctor said that it is incurable so even if you don't have any tumors physically active they still pronounce you as lung cancer because they feel like it never goes away so they feel like it's always gonna come back. So even now, regularly, I go and get CT scans just to make sure that I'm okay. Cause it's not, while you're doing what you're doing, you still have to make sure that you're physically, you have to be aware of every aspect so you know what to tackle if you have to. So the doctor never said I was cancer free. He just said that the tumor shrunk. And he said that I kept, I'm still taking all the chemo to today. I didn't stop taking all the chemo, I still take it to today. But I don't feel the symptoms and I don't feel anything at all because of I'm, taking care of my body and eating the and doing the right things that I should be doing. So he said to me, it is um, impossible. I don't believe in impossibilities, <laughs> but that to me and saying impossible is like a challenge to me. It's saying to me, watch me do it. <laughs> so <laughs> right now, even as I still go for my CT scan, I still take care of my body. I still stick to my diet. I still do intermittent fasting regularly. Sometime I'll eat and the next time I'll say, you know what, for three days, I'm just not going to eat. Let my body clean itself. It's about knowing what your body needs and how to take care of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm according to him, there's no such thing as remission in cancer. It's just right now, this cancer has shrunk to him and that's it. So to him, he said, oh, because I'm young, I guess, oh, because you're young, that's why you, you took the um, stuff so well. You know, doctors, not to put anything negative on doctors because they're amazing and I love the work that they do, but a lot of them tend to not believe in, um, you know, naturopathic medicine. 
But even if you go into the history of medicine, you and you look into the, the pills that you're taking, some of these ingredients in these pills are from herbs. They're from um, herbs, um, vegetables, and things like that. But they won't tell you that because they know the healing power of those things. So once you do your research and you learn, you just follow your, your heart. Your heart leads you. Follow it, and it'll lead you along the path. That's all. You know, you're so right. It's so funny that I totally agree with you, and I think that... I think it's, it's no fault to the doctors. It's just, they're not trained to think that way. Yes. Um, the farm, when you think of pharmaceuticals, you think of chemicals, you think of synthetics, but yeah. a lot of people, I mean, here's an example of what you're talking about. Penicillin. Everybody knows penicillin. And do they know that it's a mold that grows on your sandwich? Exactly. No, that is a natural forming substance that's found exactly. in the earth. And it has cured and helped millions upon millions of people. So amen, girl. I know I'm totally with you on that one. <laughs> it's funny because um, when I speak to my clients and they book me or they book our company, they say that when I start telling them the foods that are not real, like carrots, we, most people know carrots is not real, but spinach, so much vegetables that we look at and we think are good food, like broccoli are not real food. They're chemically created and we're eating them and we think that they're giving us the vitamins and nutrients and no, it's causing our body to be more acidic. So sometimes you think I'm eating healthy. What's going on? So I, I, it's about having the right weapon. It's, you can't go to a war with a small knife. You have to be ready for the fight. So if you have the right information to educate yourself, with the, you can use the right weapons to win the battle. And that's one thing that they love when, I, when they work with me. Yeah. And you know, you're, that's, uh, that's something I didn't even know about the carrots and the broccoli. Are you, are they, and, because and they're corn. genetically and corn. Yes. I know corn they're is hybrid. They're genetically modified. They're, they have no vitamins, no nutrients and nothing. It's all dead food. It is dead food. And now and we don't know that. <laughs> is it, is it genetically modified or is that it's, why it's, it's um, scientifically made. It's not made by nature. So even okay. if they, they can genetically modify it and put it back on the ground and it's going to grow. One thing I learned too is because we've been doing uh, some gardening this year and I was scared because I'm getting more into creating my own, why I'm recreating the company's medicine and things like that and growing certain things on my own. And I wanted to know what caused the herbs to become alkaline. And I realized the soil does. So if you have an alkaline soil and you grow it until you grow herb with it, it should turn the herb alkaline. So that's one thing that I've been getting into a lot lately as well. So it's just about knowing, knowing what works, knowing what is alkaline and what's not, what is good for your body and what's not. Once we know what's what, and what's not, we know now how to really, what to ingest and what not to ingest. So fascinating. Oh my goodness, girl. I could talk to you all day. <laughs> we are, we are running out of time here. So I got to just wrap things up. Now I usually ask one last question, but I'm going to reword it because I would like it to really fit what we're talking about today. So if you can give our audience, if anybody that's listening that really wants to take charge of their life, maybe they're going through chronic illness, maybe they have cancer, or maybe they have someone in their life that has cancer. Can you give them some words of wisdom, some motivation and a takeaway to make them feel empowered? Yes, I can. Cause those are the people I love the most. <laughs> I understand your fight. I know it's not easy. I know sometimes you think about letting go and just letting it, just leave it. But I'm telling you fight, think positive, look at what you want out of life and take charge of your life. Just start to train your mind. Start by just simply listening to daily affirmations. It's, they're on YouTube all over. I do it every day today. I wake up every morning and I listen to daily affirmations. I meditate. I do my yoga. And don't be afraid. If, you're, if you can't do something, it's okay. Because I found myself at a time when I'm like, I could barely walk, but I still was exercising. I said, I could walk two steps. <laughs> I'm going to walk that two steps. Because that, even though it wasn't a lot, it was something. Do what you can do and take charge. And I promise you, one day at a time, everything will be okay. Just do your part and try to take charge if you can. That's all I, that's all I can really say. Oh, and that's all you need to say, girl. You, you summed that up perfectly. And how powerful is that takeaway? Thank you so much. Oh my goodness, your energy, your enthusiasm. I honestly, I, 
I want to bottle it up and just be able to like, you should be able to sell that to people. It's just so incredible. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You are like, uh, you are an inspiration to everybody for sure. Much. And one last thing I want to say is um, our company is not just for individuals who are sick. It's people who deal with anxiety, people who just want to change their entire life and start over, people who want to um, get better wellness, learn more about their wellness, people who want to just have a different approach of life and start thinking about it in a positive way and different, different situations. So it's about wellness in general. Anybody that's ready to really take charge of their wellness and know that they're in control of their life by starting with their mind, that's what we do. That's amazing. Uh, your work is so needed in, in the mm -hmm. world right now. So thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you hun. Well, I'm going to close off and I will thank you again for coming on the show. And yes, it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to Inspire Her Health podcast. If you were inspired about what you heard today, please leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. Also, please help us to inspire more women to live their best by taking a screenshot of this episode and posting it on your social media. Be sure to tag us at Inspire Her Health so that we may give you a shout out on our social platforms and thank you for your support. If you would like more tips and tricks on how to live a healthier, happier life, be sure to visit us on our online magazine at www.inspireherhealth.com. And while you're there, we would love for you to join our community where you will be automatically entered in for our monthly giveaways, as well as receive weekly wellness challenges and exclusive content to inspire you through mind, body, and life. Thanks again for tuning in. See you in the next episode.